Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're talking week eight in the NFL. We're going to run down all the games on Sunday here. Let's start off, we're going to jump right in here. Panthers, Falcons will be the first one. We talk about Panthers win this thing. 1913. Not, I mean, it wasn't like necessarily a great fantasy day for anybody in this one. Um, Darnold, 13 of 24. They're not really asking, they didn't ask him to do as much in this one. 129 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. He did run the ball for 66 yards. He had some design runs there, got him some carries. Hubbard, 24 carries, 82 yards of touchdown. So a good fantasy day for Hubbard there with the, with the, he had nine receiving, so 91 total yards and touchdown. That's solid. DJ Moore, four for 59. That's about it, though. That's not, I mean, I don't know. Carolina's Carolina, right? It, it, they're not that great without um, McCaffrey, I guess, at this point. Just not much. No, I mean, you, you, it was nice to see Chuba, you know, still do well. But this is the, the issue with Carolina's offense because you would like to see more out of DJ Moore as well. He had eight targets, but only four for 59. So, you know, you don't expect a lot of them, but you would like to see more than this, even even for Sam Darnold, even though we give him a lot of guff. Um, 13 for 24, 129 yards, no TDs, no interceptions is not going to get it done. I mean, it got it done today, but usually it won't get it done for anyone, especially in fantasy. Um, you know, no one is going to be a viable option unless your name is McCaffrey. Uh, if the offense keeps going this way, even Chuba, Chuba Hubbard actually is going to be viable. But it's still going to be limited. I mean, luckily he got 24 carries, but he only averaged 3.4 yards. That could easily have been a bad day for him, but yep. good on him. But jumping to the other side, really what it came down to is Atlanta didn't do enough to even push him to a point where they had to try anything creative whatsoever. Uh, Matt Ryan, even for him, you know, not a, a very, very bad game for him. Uh, 20 for 27, 146 yards only, one touchdown, two interceptions. But you're starting to see this team kind of fall apart a little bit. Uh, the big news coming today about Ridley, how he is going to be stepping away from football indefinitely. Uh, yeah. Do you have any immediate thoughts on that? Because that is quite the bombshell. I, it, it is, um, I guess. Uh, I mean, I guess, I guess you would think Kyle Pitts is going to be littered with targets. It didn't really happen today. It was spread out yet. Tajay Sharp had six, Patterson five, Davis six, Pitts six. You would think Pitts is the main option, though, going forward, and he's going to have better days most of the time. But teams know that, though, too. So there isn't anybody. I mean, and this one's odd, too, because Russell Gage, well, you would think Russell Gage would have stepped up and been their number one now, right? Not even a target. Didn't even get a target. It's very so, bizarre. I, I did not watch this game. I'll be full. Like, I do yeah. not know why he did not get a target. That, that he, he was out there, but confusing. Um, so I don't, I think this actually just hurts the team all around. I don't, I mean, I know Pitts is Pitts is going to have his days, but it, I don't necessarily know if it helps him greatly because it's just going to be, it's going to be tough when he is the, the actual only option really out there. Patterson, maybe too, but yeah, no, I don't love it. Don't love it for, for Atlanta. I mean, Matt Ryan just had a bad day. You can tell he doesn't have anybody to throw the ball to. Just I don't like this for this offense. This could be a good one to play defenses against now. I know. And Cordero Patterson did. I mean, he pulled yeah. off a decent day. Yes, 72 he total yards and touchdown. 
Yeah, yeah. touchdown. It, you know, not too productive either way, but enough volume and yeah. obviously got in the end zone again. But yeah, and uh, I don't know. I'm I'm hoping that even though he said indefinitely, I, I'm hoping Kelvin oh, really yeah. figures out whatever he wants mm-hmm. to. I would love to see him back on the football field yep. because he's one hell of a wide receiver. So that's uh, sad for Atlanta fans, um, but yep. hopefully hopefully it works out for the best. Yeah. Um. Actually, also for the Carolina side, one guy we didn't even talk about because he's just become worthless is uh, Robbie Anderson. No catches, one target. That's how far it's fallen off for Robbie Anderson. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of my my favorite tweets I saw today was it said Russell Gage and Robbie Anderson had a conversation after the game. It was pointless. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, kicking them while they're down with this. <laughs> I don't know what happened to Ru- the, Russell Gage. Whatever. Robbie Anderson. What's yeah. happened to that guy? I, I don't. I just don't understand it. But whatever. Hey, he's yeah. if he's on your roster, he shouldn't be. So please, please drop him. Yeah. All right. How about Buffalo, Miami? 26-11 win for Buffalo. Wasn't their their greatest effort, but you know, and they let they let Miami hang close actually and hang in hang in this one at the end. And then they, you know, put it away finally. Josh Allen, 249 yards to be air, two touchdowns, ran for one. So really solid day for Allen. Nobody else, Zach Moss, if you're playing him, he had eight for 19, singletary seven for 28. I just would not recommend playing either one of those guys any ever. I just, Zach Moss is solely relying on goal line work, and it's not always going to be there. No, I just can't recommend this. No, I don't either. And I think he he definitely falls down my list of players to start, obviously running back wise. But I do have to say he does kind of fall probably on the the lower end of it. But there's a, a group of running backs that are very touchdown dependent. Yeah. So. I can't say I would never. I think that in a bind you might be able to because of high how you know high potent yeah, yeah, if you're Bills offenses. But <laughs> I do agree with you. Like mm-hmm. I am not looking to start Singletary or Moss. It is yeah. and especially when Josh Allen at his best, he is running in touchdowns, which he did today. Right. Eight for fifty-five and a touchdown, not to mention he threw for two more. He had himself a day. Um, but obviously that's at the expense of of Moss, uh mostly yeah. and Singletary. Moss did add six catches for 39. So in a PPR setting, he definitely, you know, it was a much mm-hmm. better day that way. Right. Um, Cole Beasley had a solid outing 10 for one, 10 catches for 110 off 13 targets. Diggs was only five for 40, but got himself a touchdown. So made that worthwhile. Dolphin side, Tua um, played well last week, but that was a good matchup. This week in a tougher matchup, 21 to 39, 205, no touchdowns and a pick. Miles Gaskin was the lead back in this one, but it was 12 carries, 36 yards, not the greatest effort, and three catches for 19. That's what Miles Gaskin will do for you. He'll do that one week, and next week you might catch two touchdowns. And, and we knew this, though. This is, a, this is a tough matchup for anyone, let alone yep. for a Miami team that is trying to put things together. Um, but you, you thought, happening. yeah, it's completely team-wide as well, because Devontae mm-hmm. Parker, he came back. They did try to get him a lot of uh, targets, which was great. 11 targets. He turned that into eight mm-hmm. catches for 85 yards. That's wonderful. The one guy that did slow down today finally was Mike Jacecki. Yeah, um, 348. Three, yeah, three for 48. No touchdowns. Even though I do have to say that this is, this was, I did, I picked him up in one of the leagues for whatever reason he was still out there. Um, and I still sat him this week because it's a very, very difficult matchup yep. as far as, you know, defense and, and the team you're playing for. I do think he bounces back. I, I really like what I'm seeing out of him. I think 48 yards on, on you know, against the Bills is a, is a point you can actually be relatively optimistic about. And um, Jalen Waddle, four for 29 off 12 targets. That's one of the 
um, lowest producing 12 target games I've seen in a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's for sure. All right. Yeah, next they up. try to get them. <laughs> the targets are there. That's a good sign, right? That's yeah, still a good sign. Yeah. Niners, Bears, Niners win 33-22. Garoppolo threw for 322 yards, ran in two touchdowns, which Elijah Mitchell owners, not happy about that, even though he had a great day. 18 carries, 137 yards of touchdown. This is three 100-yard days on the season now for Mitchell. Mitchell looking very good. He the hundred yard day to start the year. Second week he wasn't as good. He did get hurt, didn't play the full game, but he had 17 carries. He wasn't he came back against Arizona, only got nine carries, 43. But then the last two weeks, 18 for 107 and 18 for 137. And he's been a good pickup if you got him. You know, it didn't all you know, it wait a few weeks again, but it's it's working out right now. And and those are those are monster games. And it is very, I mean, first of all, I would love to have him on my team anyway. If you spent the money, he's yeah. well worth it at this point. But you do have to feel a little bit better about Garoppolo, you know, pillaging two touchdowns away from him, which probably would have went to him because the only other person running the ball was Hastings, and he only had three carries. Right. Yep. So think about how much larger of a day he could have yep. had. I mean, moving forward, you have to feel really, really good you, about the production he's had in the last couple of games. Yeah, I think so. Even when Jeff Wilson comes back, that's always been the point that people have been waiting. Oh, wait till Jeff Wilson comes back. I think Mitchell showed enough at this point. We know, I mean, Jeff Wilson is going to probably be the guy then he comes in on goal line work a little bit. I was going to say, goal line could really yeah. hurt him. But yeah. if you're putting up over 100 yards, you're, you know, I mean, you can score outside the five. And yep. that, that is what you really like to see. So on the Bears side of things, well, Justin Fields. Before, oh, yeah. I was going to say, before we jump over to Justin <laughs> yeah. Fields and finally show something, I do have to, we have to talk about Debo. Oh, just Debo. Yeah. Debo, what in the world, man? I am so impressed with the fact every week I keep saying, like, can this be sustainable with he's everything going on with the court, quarterback changes, all that? It is. He's killing it 171 yards and only on six catches. The guy just has a knack for making the big play. So at this point, I'm just done asking and just going to say this guy is phenomenal this year. So Debo just had to throw his name out there because what a game by him. That was incredible. Yeah. For the bears, then fields has his best day as a pro. He was 19 to 27, 175 touchdown a pick, but it was 10 carries for 103 yards and touchdown. And that's what you hope to get from Justin Fields when he was going to be the starter. If he does that, he becomes very fantasy relevant. You know what an interesting thing about this one is Matt Nagy wasn't there today. He missed the game, but due to COVID, no Matt Nagy and look at Justin Fields running the ball. Hmm, I don't know. Don't know if that anything to do with it, but it's, it sure is interesting. Yeah, we have been waiting to see this version of Justin Fields. I don't yep. know if they've been bringing him along slowly or what, but it is wonderful to see them unleash his rushing ability because the guy is, uh, I mean, a good overall football player. We saw that in college. Can that translate yep. to the NFL? It makes it a lot easier when you're right. making the defense honest by running the ball as well as throwing it. So I think this could help his entire game out and get him some confidence that he desperately needed for sure after a really rough start. So that is wonderful to see. Um, then Khalil Herbert, 23 carries, only 72 yards out of it. That part's not great, but still 23 carries. Damien Williams only has two. You got to yeah. you gotta love that if you have Herbert right now as you're waiting for Montgomery to come back. Um, Herbert's the guy. Damien Williams is not playing. So yeah, all it, Herbert. It does- yeah, it does feel like the uh, the Chicago Bears like to use one back at a time. Yeah, uh, it, it, it hurts my heart a little bit. I do have Khalil Herbert in a few different leagues. I was able to pick him up. And you would like to believe, as as well as he's done, that he would have carved more time out. But I I just, when when Montgomery comes back, do you expect it to be the Montgomery show again? 
and and Herbert. Gotta, I feel like Herbert can't just go away completely, but we'll see. I mean, we used to say that with um, I remember the Steelers a few years ago where like Connor would come in, whoever it was would come in and play great and whoever, you know, other players. And then the starter would come back and like, Oh, they go away. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. but, I mean, it, could, it feels like it could, that could happen, but I don't know. I feel like Herbert's shown enough that he has to have a role. I, I hope so. I, I have yeah. this feeling in Chicago though. They'll be like, we're, we're going back to giving 20 plus carries to Montgomery right. and Khalil Herbert will get like five. And right. you're like, yeah, that's not enough to do good. anything, but I mean, good on him. He is, he has definitely made, uh, it well worth the opportunity. So that's wonderful uh, to round it out. Darnell Mooney, six catches for 64 yards. Jesse James ends up with the lone touchdown three for 38. Allen Robinson, <laughs> once again, not a, not, not a, factor, a factor, unfortunately, not at all. Three for 21. You thought maybe he, maybe he was under the naggy control as well and, and no. fields going up, but, but no, um, that would be the one thing that would be a bright spot. If we could see at least one game where he, he shows out, but not to be right now. And uh, let's go over to Steelers. Brown Steelers win this thing 15 to 10. Browns are only four and four, actually, which, <laughs> you know, they seem like they're better than this, but they're only four and four. Um, I mean, that that division is so wild. It is. I mean, I mean, yeah. as soon as I wanted to say and Baker was back, there was no reason Chubb was back. There's no reason that they should allow Pittsburgh to hold them to 10 points or or win. Right. Yeah. Um, ben Roethlisberger probably having is one of not not a great season but obviously he's doing just enough and they are just feeding the ball to Najee Harris 26 carries 91 mm-hmm. yards and a touchdown um man talking about sticking to a game plan <laughs> that's what they're doing uh yeah. and yeah it's like this team has been getting hated on the Steelers have this year about when Roethlisberger's done this team's like not as good but you know they've beaten now the Browns and the Bills this year so yeah, they're four and three. They're just yeah. hanging around. They're a dangerous team to let hang around like yeah. that. Then um, Deontay Johnson costs six for 98 off 13 targets. Chase Claypool, four for 45. Pat Fryermuth, four for 44. Got himself a touchdown. Um, he's interesting. It's, he's had two. He's had two straight weeks of seven targets. So he's becoming more involved there. Just a, just a guy to keep an eye on. He was seven for 58 against Seattle a couple weeks ago. And then they had the bye. But that was off seven targets and another seven targets this time. So targets at the tight end position. That's what you like to see. And then we got Zach Gentry there, a former Michigan player. I shouldn't have said that because it's bringing back bad thoughts um, in my mind. Is that perhaps Set. that's why he didn't do that well? Uh, yeah. yeah. Just, <laughs> let's just, yeah. Oh, college football. What uh, a wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, not really. <laughs> Not really. All right. Uh, Cleveland <laughs> Baker was uh 20 for 31, 225 yards, no touchdowns, no picks in his game back. Nick Chubb ran the ball 16 times coming back for 61 yards. He, uh, so he did, got one catch for eight yards. So not a great day for Chubb and Dearness Johnson's the one who gets the touchdown only four carries for Dearness Johnson. We didn't know how that play out. If they would use him like they would hunt, they didn't, but they still got a touchdown. So that's yeah. there. They used him, and this was obviously yeah. a very slow game. Yeah, like only ten points. So I don't, I don't feel anything too bad about it. DeAndre Johnson is, I mean, very much like uh, what we're just talking about for Chicago. He's carved out a role until Hunt comes back. So that'll be very interesting. He only had four carries, but the fact that he got in the end zone and the fact that he caught a ball as well shows that they're trying to figure out how to use him and Chubb at the same time. Yep. Um, and let's be honest, like Odell Beckham. Oh, geez. he only had one catch. So. Deanna's Johnson has as much of a role as Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham has like no role. It's pointless. He's pointless too. He's just, what is going on? It's, 
I've lo- I don't even know. I don't even want need to talk about it anymore because I just don't understand it. Like I don't yeah. understand it. I don't know what's going on. It doesn't feel like he's lost that much. Like he doesn't feel like he's that much less talented than he was on the Giants. But I'm not saying he's exactly the same. He isn't, but he's not. I mean, he's better he than a lot of more than this. Yeah, he's a it, lot better than a lot of players in the NFL. I don't I get this. It's I so love that when when we come back to it, it is just uh, us racking our brains, being like, we know how talented of a guy that is. Yeah, that is ridiculous that he only has one catch. Whether that be something we don't understand, don't know about, or if as a flaw in their in their ability to get him the ball, I don't have the slightest clue. But Jarvis Landry on the other end of the spectrum, who should mm-hmm. be their other big wide receiver, does find a way to get the ball, right? Ten targets, five catches for 65 yards. Not a, a, a you know spectacular game, but at least he is relevant. And he's right. just coming off injury. So yeah. I, I do not know what's going on. Um, other than that, there was, there was no, yeah. you know, touchdowns thrown so everyone else kind of insignificant at the moment yep all right eagles lions eagles win this one 44 to 6 lions are really bad um thought they were playing hard i don't know what this was not the love of all that is sacred (sighs) right after we have to go out of our way to be like you know what the lions are playing like well enough they're not winning we don't expect them to win but they play tough and they stay in the game this as thing. soon as that comes out of our mouths 44 to 6 I, and a team the philly team that it looks very very beatable by many people there a lot of people thought the lions might win this thing <laughs> yeah three and five now and that is just that was embarrassing man i mean good for the eagles i guess but this should not have happened this is an embarrassing loss for for detroit oh and eight Ugh. Yep, it is pretty bad. So Jalen Hurts didn't have to do like anything in this one. <laughs> so his fantasy day actually is kind of poor. 103 yards passing, but he had 71 on the ground, but that still didn't turn into a good fantasy day, but he, he didn't have to do anything. So that's why sometimes that happens. Boston Scott had 12 carries for 60 yards and two touchdowns. Jordan Howard, 12 carries, 57 yards and two touchdowns. Kenneth Gainwell ends up with 13 for 27. So this was the interesting part about this was without Miles Sanders, a lot of people were picking up Gainwell and playing Gainwell, but in reality, Gainwell's role didn't change at all. He stayed in the same role he's had all season. Boston Scott moved up. Jordan Howard moved up. That was the difference. So, and then mm-hmm. that's probably going to be what it keeps going. Don't expect Gainwell to just come in and play all the work. It's not going to be Gainwell. Well, it's going to be Scott and Howard. Yeah. And it makes it difficult to tell as well. We, we talked about Boston Scott in our waiver episode. But what I didn't expect was the Jordan Howard kind of move. Uh, right. I mean, if you look at the carry distribution of this game, which once again, they were up immediately. So who knows if this is actually going to how it's going to play out um, moving forward. Boston Scott, 12 carries. Jordan Howard, 12 carries. Kenneth Gainwell, 13 carries. It's just what they did with them. Who got it in the red zone? And, it, and Gainwell was later on more early on. It was all Scott and Howard, it looked like. And then Gainwell picked him up later. But yeah, if you're a Miles Sanders owner, in one of my leagues, at least, uh, this breaks your heart because you're like, why, why <laughs> couldn't you give him this kind of opportunity? I realize you're playing the Lions and this game got out of control, but four rushing touchdowns and none of them from Hurts. You're just like, that right. would have been nice. <laughs> Forty six total carries in this one, and that yeah. so there wasn't any passing. So Goddard actually is impressive with a six for seventy two with how little passing they did in this one. They only had eleven completions. Goddard caught six of them. So yes. Yeah, that is a short, very, very short stat line when it goes yeah. from Dallas Goddard, 72 yards, yeah. Quez Watkins, 18 yards, Devontae Smith, 15 yards, and Jack Stoll, nine yards. Yeah. End of list. <laughs> like, yep. It's hilarious. 
Um, what? Lions, uh, let's say the Lions side of things are really not a lot to talk about. Um, DeAndre Swift was a disappointment, especially with Jamal Williams out 12 carries, 27, five catches for 24 yards. Didn't even get that garbage time stat padding there with the catches. It just didn't happen. TJ Hawkinson, 10 for 89 off 11 targets. That was fine. Monroe St. Brown, three for 46. Khalif Raymond. Some people were actually throwing Khalif Raymond in lineups after he's been done a little bit, no catches, one target. <laughs> so. Yeah, this was a, a terrible, terrible game all the way around. Uh, Number yeah. one pick, here we come. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> easily. We're going, all right. <laughs> Especially, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Say, yeah. yeah. We're about to and there's no, quarter, there's no quarterback this year to get either, so we'll see. No. Uh, Titans, Colts, Titans win in overtime, 34-31. Tannehill, 265 yards, three touchdowns. They'd have two picks, but solid day for Tannehill. Derrick Henry, not... Really a lot here, 28 carries. I mean, a lot of carries, 28 of them, but only 68 yards. They bottle them up. This, I mean, this is what Derrick Henry does, though. That's actually very normal. It's just usually he might break one or two. And, you know, he breaks one or two, and his numbers are ridiculous. But that's how that's how he normally plays it. Just didn't get, he didn't break that one today. So, And, and then we had the the fun mode moment of he's being looked at. Is he yeah. injured? That, that yeah. played out real quick, but right. that was – Really, really funny. Uh, the only other thing that's notable on this, besides for, I mean, this is a really, really good win for for Tennessee against an Indianapolis team that I think yep. is like showing that they're a little bit underrated at three and five now. But AJ Brown looks like he is back. Oh uh, yeah, he targets is. caught ten of them, one hundred and fifty five yards in a touchdown. He looks like a beast again. He does. He's been playing really well these last couple of weeks. He looks like the real deal once again. Now that he's healthy. So, uh, Colts. Side of things here, Wentz was 27 for 51, 231 yards, three touchdowns, two picks. One of them, which was a killer, it was an overtime. They had the ball. He throws a pick. That's, I guess, ah, that's the that's the part of Wentz that you hate to see. Just when you think he's playing decent, and then he does that. That that's uh, no good. Um, Jonathan Taylor, 16 carries, 70 yards, got himself a touchdown. He also had three catches for 52. Michael Pittman, 10 catches for 86 yards and two touchdowns off 15 targets. He's really coming around here. He's uh, looking looking pretty good, I'd say, Michael Pittman is here. Starting to really show a lot. These, you know, last week he had four for 105 at touchdown. He's up to, that's four touchdowns now in the last uh, four weeks. So he now they play the Jets next week, then Jacksonville the week after. You've got to think he's going to have, he's a good little stretch here. Oh yeah, you you like you have to like what you're saying, and this yep. I mean we talked about it. It was it was very at least to us it was very obvious when you saw uh, him scoring the winning touchdown a couple of weeks ago, and you're kind of like we even sat down here like that looked like a moment where it, ch- it changed directions of his career a little bit. Like he mm-hmm. was obviously always that guy. Like they drafted him for that reason, but it finally looked like it clicked, and it clicked yeah. with Wentz. So the whole question was, will Wentz Wentz still be that guy will he be a good quarterback and man i mean you saw it he trusts the guy mm-hmm. more than anyone else on that i mean it's not even close like he is throwing it up to him like 15 targets that is wonderful to see and wentz is playing really well i mean he that pick was that the, yeah that, that pick was really bad don't yeah. get me wrong but wentz is starting to look like a version of his old self i i believe that at least i really do i like where indianapolis is right now i think at three and five they're they're going to be kind of overlooked and people should not be. They're starting to play some really good football. Yep. All right. Let's go over to Jets Bengals. And the Jets win 34-31. Did not see this happening. Jets now have two wins on the season. They're against the Titans and the Bengals. What? I, 
don't get it. And they had their backup quarterback in here, Mike White, who goes 37 for 45 for 405 yards, three touchdowns. Did have two picks early. It was looking pretty bad then, but he turned it around and had a really good day where, shoot, we'll see what happens in the next week or so. But, man, is it going to start to make a quarterback controversy with Zach Wilson already? That'd be pretty bad. But I don't know. It looked to be played well. No, he, I mean, he played crazy. Great. He really did. That is a crazy. And, and Cincinnati has been a very good team. It is hilarious. I actually had to look up Mike White and where he came from and all that. Was it because, Western Kentucky and South Florida or something? You're right. Yep, yeah. South Florida and then, and then the Hilltoppers. <laughs> okay. But yeah. it was yeah. It was he was drafted in 2018 by Dallas and you know just kind of floating around. It's great to see him you know take this opportunity and make the most of it. Uh, I mean, it's kind of funny. As soon as you start slinging the ball around and you can you start getting some yardage and moving the ball, suddenly there's a lot of other opportunity for other players on this team that we always thought could show potential or have shown potential. But in this offense, they're just buried. But Michael Carter is one of those names, and he yeah. had one heck of a game. He did. On my bench in one league. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why, <laughs> why would you play? It would have been hilarious if you are like, I played him, I knew. I would have been like, bull. Oh, 50, 15 carries, 77 yards, a touchdown, nine catches for 95 yards, 14 targets for Michael Carter in this one, 14 targets, which last week he had eight catches for 67 yards. That's pretty, I mean, he's catching the ball. Um, yeah, Michael Carter is going to definitely move himself up ranks next week. That's for sure. He's going up. But even Ty Johnson, though, his backup had a good day because of the receiving he only had four carries for 15, but he had five catches for 71 in a touchdown. Just all around, a lot of good outings here. Jameson Crowder, eight for 84. That's a good Jameson Crowder line. That's normal. Um, Elijah Moore, you know, like to see his name out there. Six for 67 off six targets. Pretty solid. You know, one thing about Elijah Moore, last week he only had one catch for 13 yards, but it was six targets last week as well. And then he ran a touchdown in last week. So he didn't have catches, but he ran one in and he had six targets. So that's two weeks of six targets. I mean, that's... I'm interested. Like it, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's he, something. Yes. And I, he is one of those names that we, we liked early on because he's a very talented young wide receiver, a rookie. Uh, their offense hasn't been in a place that can support him, but if it, I mean, I'm not expecting this every week, but if they can keep moving the ball, all of a sudden these guys are, you know, we can keep an eye on them. Yep. So, you know, not, not ready to pick him up yet, but I'm glad, very, very glad for him. So for the Bengals, Joe Burrow had a, had a solid outing, 21 to 34, 259, three touchdowns, did throw a pick. Uh, Mixon was 14 carries, 33 yards, not a great day on the ground, but he ran for a touchdown. And then he also caught a touchdown, uh, four for 58. So he had a good fantasy day with the two touchdowns. Jamar Chase kind of came back down to earth, only a three for 32, but hey, he caught a touchdown, didn't kill you because of the touchdown. Boyd caught a touchdown as well in this one, but Higgins had the most yards with 97 off four. Catches. I'm just not sure what happened here. I mean, they scored a lot of points. They were up by 11, I believe, at one point. And I know this because I had them minus 11 today. Um, <laughs> I had them. I had, a, I had a same game parlay of them minus 11 and the over. And I had it at one point. We had the over and they were minus 11. And I'm like, all right, here we go. It's going to happen. And nope, that's not what happened. But I wouldn't read too much into this for the Bengals. They just, I don't know. They had a, they, they had an 11 point lead. I think they kind of let off the gas a little bit. Something, you know, kind of started overlooking it. Um, well, they should bounce back. I'm not that worried about that one. How about Rams, Texans, 38-22? And honestly, it wasn't even that close. Houston, I think, scored a touchdown, got an onside kick, scored another touchdown there at the end to even make it 38-22. Rams just rolled in this one. Stafford, 21-32, 305, three touchdowns. He keeps playing well. 
Daryl Henderson, 14 for 90 and a touchdown. Robert Woods ran a touchdown in there. Cooper Cup just keeps on going. This guy's ridiculously good. Seven for 115, a touchdown. Robert Woods caught a touchdown as well to go along with his rushing touchdown. So we got that going for him. Um, yeah. So yeah. they're finding ways they're to get, get him the ball. And, uh, you know, that's good for Woods owners. And Daryl Henderson keeps looking really, really he good. Does. But yeah, they're, they're just, they're right now, they're rolling seven and one. They're a good looking team right now. They are. And, and they were playing Houston. So let's yeah, not get too ahead of ourselves. I mean, uh, the fact that they put up 22 points. It, for- it was like all in the fourth quarter, basically. So. Yeah, it was. Actually, uh, yeah, it was all 22 points yeah. in the fourth quarter. Yeah, so they they did they stopped. Rams just stopped playing. Um, for Houston, Davis Mills had 310 yards passing, two touchdowns. Rex Burke had led the day in the running with four carries for 21 yards. Um, he did get a touchdown. Oh, yeah, that's an ugly backfield. Um, even now that Ingram's gone, it's still it's really bad. Houston are yeah they, they they don't have David Johnson on your team don't have any of the like I still see David Johnson on something I saw people even picking him up because Mark Ingram got traded no don't have him on your team like he had two carries for four yards he's worthless he's absolutely worthless so don't have him Brandon Cooks a six for 83 and a touchdown Brandon Cooks is the only player on this team that you'd even think about playing ever there's just nobody else all right how about Patriots Chargers Patriots win 27 24 good win for the Patriots but this is now what two straight losses for the Chargers they got blown out what was it a week or two ago it was two weeks ago well in the last play then they come back and they at home and lose to the Patriots who are okay but they're not the greatest team in the world but Mac Jones was 18 to 35 218 no touchdowns no picks so not really a big day there Damian Harris though 23 carries 80 yards and a touchdown so that's um yeah, they got yeah, he, only one offensive touchdown and they win this game yet. Yeah, and and Damian Harris is pretty much the only player you want on this team unless you're you know streaming Hunter Henry or something of that nature like tight end. Um, is there anyone else that you kind of liked it? I mean, good for them. They're four and four. They got the win, but they have a very very, um, I don't know, uh, you know, very ground and pound yeah. they are going to grind out the game uh, approach right you're not gonna they're not gonna overwhelm no. a team with all their trickery is there anyone else that you're intrigued by at all on this team like after half the season honestly the only other player i would even play is hunter henry even though there's only one for 33 today and that's because the tight end position is not great but he seems to be an option in the red zone and i even so he did have a red zone look or two in this one too but he's the only other player i'd even think about at this point it's just him and that's you, you start him when you don't have other options. You just don't feel great about it. Like I did start him today. I started him the last few weeks, but Gronk's my regular tight end who's been hurt. And I didn't feel comfortable playing Gronk today. And that played out right. He didn't do anything either. So Hunter Henry's about the only other one. For the Chargers here, Justin Herbert, not a great day. 18 to 35, 223, two, two touchdowns, but two picks. Um, just not, not a great outing. Uh, Justin Jackson, three carries, 79 yards but was off a 75-yard run where he got ran down from behind. Didn't really show a lot of speed on that one, to be honest, at the end. Austin Eckler, 11 for 64 and a touchdown. Did catch six balls for 60 yards. So good day there for him, 124 total yards and a touchdown. Keenan Allen, six for 77 and a touchdown. Mike Williams, two for 19. Yeah, coming down to earth. He is. That's um, last game before the bye, he was two for 27. But if you really look at it, three of his last four games have been pretty poor. Um, week four, he was one for 11. He came back, though, against Cleveland and was a monster. Eight for 165 and two touchdowns, but then two for 27, two for 19. Yeah, I don't know. Um, 
don't love that, but he has it. He has the big games in him. So it's hard. It's hard to sit him. You know, it's one of these, you just don't know which one you're going to get, but yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> it depends on your other options. Yeah. His upside is too great. I think it is. You, I mean, he is. He's one of those. You really have to like, cause he has that massive upside. Yeah. And Herbert is kind of the same. And if they're clicking yeah. at the same time. Whew. All right, let's go to the next game. Seattle, Jacksonville, Seattle win this one, won this one pretty easily. 31 to seven. Gino 20 for 24, 195 yards, two touchdowns. He just managed this game properly, right? That's all he had to Jackson, do. Jacksonville even made Geno Smith look good. Yeah. So. <laughs> he looked Geno Smith was a good game manager in this one. Yeah. And uh, which is hilarious. I mean, we I can skip over. I mean, no one did anything yeah. in the rushing game. No, Geno Smith there. had a rushing, he did have a rushing touchdown on top of his two. So he had a really nice game. Um, but it was only four people caught balls, yeah. but it was all Lockett and all Metcalf. Metcalf had six for 43 with the two touchdowns and Lockett after we're like, is he ever yeah. going to you revert back to the first couple of weeks? 12 for 142. So he did bounce back. But once again, it's against Jacksonville. What do you take away from this as far as Lockett? Everyone knows Metcalf is, you know, you're you're starting him. What do you yeah. Lockett's still he's still wide receiver three option to play. You should you should probably still be looking to play him a lot of weeks. I did have um I was one of the guys I'm going against this week started Devin Singletary at the flex over Tyler Lockett. I believe it was. Um, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> if you, if you have that um, in, in front of you, you play Lockett. It's, it's really going to depend on matchup. I, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hesitate to play Lockett like it. You know, I think he's going to have some of these games. This is, this is what Lockett I think is always done. This isn't anything new or not, anything surprising to me. He has big games and he disappears some weeks. Does Gene having Geno Smith under center, does that, kind of take away from Matt Kaff or Lockett. I mean, I, today he was, he was good. He was it very, it does good. a little bit. It definitely does. It's not Russell Wilson. So it does, but not enough. Like for lot or with Metcalf, it definitely doesn't take away anything for you to play. You play the guy, obviously. And Lockett, really, I, to me, they they both still, you both still play him. Like, can't wait till Russell comes back. But yeah, you still play these guys. Metcalf especially, I mean, two touchdowns. But that's what he's been doing all year. It's not a lot of catches usually. The yards aren't always big, but it's he's, he's a look... They look at him in the red zone. So, yeah. All right. Jacksonville Lawrence was 32 of 54, 238 touchdown, a pick. Uh, James Robinson was hurt in this one early on. We have to see what that is. He only had four carries for 22 yards before he got hurt. One catch, 17 yards. If he's hurt, Carlos Hyde's going to come in. Yeah. Don't really care about that. Um, <laughs> now you're not playing anyone on that. Yeah, team. That's it's pretty just much what happens. Dan Arnold led the way with eight for 68. Hyde did catch six balls for 40. Jamal Agnew caught a touchdown off six for 38. Marvin Jones, five for 35. Chenault, two for 13. Not a good team there. It's not a good team. All right. How about Broncos versus the football team? Washington had 10. Broncos, 17. I should say the score 17 10. This was a. Washington had a couple chances actually here to tie this thing at the end. They had the ball, threw a pick, stopped them, got or no forced a fumble on third down. Melvin Gordon fumbled the ball on third down. They get the ball back and just did nothing with it. So Broncos here, Bridgewater 19 to 26, 213 and a touchdown. Melvin Gordon 10 for 47, a touchdown. Javante Williams 9 for 35, no touchdowns. That split's just not going away. It's 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 yeah, if you own either of them, it's just no, no fun. No fun at all. Tim Patrick had the most yards with 64. Jerry Judy had the most catches with four. Just not a lot going on in the passing game today. Cortland Sutton was two for 40. Not, not much happening there. But for Washington, it was Heineke with 24 of 39, 270, a touchdown, two picks. Antonio Gibson, 
uh, what's the deal here? It's is he just too hurt where he can't play a full full game? Is this what's going on? That's what I mean. That's what it feels like to me. I, I mean, right. it, it's too bad. It, he does seem like a a very talented player. I just don't think you're going to see a full version of him this year. Um, I've I don't know. I've I've just became okay with it. I mean, in my mind, I don't know. I mean, do you think that there's a, a chance that on this team he heals up and and we get to see him at a hundred percent? It doesn't feel like it, right? I feel like this is the kind of, I mean, how is he going to heal? He's playing all the time. Like, what is he, how is he truly going to heal this, heal up? And be, I, I just think we're not going to see a good, very good Antonio Gibson this year. Yeah. So, and, and he still managed to be relevant. I mean, not, not a lot, but it just feels like very, very strange. Like, if you really want to protect him, why give him eight carries? Why, yeah, it's know, weird. Why do these things with him? Maybe he's okay. Maybe it's not, but he doesn't look. Well, Fully like it. It, doesn't this feel like a we're shutting this guy down at some point kind of thing? It, it sh- I mean, they should. To be, yeah. I mean, I don't. You know, I mean, you don't want him to if you own him, but yeah, you just should. There's you're not playing for anything. You're two and six. You're trying to get the young guys. You know, he can already play. Give someone yeah. else a chance. That's totally fine. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, jumping around, JD McKissick. Yeah. You know, eight for eighty three. That he's kind of a bright spot a little bit right now. Um, and then, and then we have Terry McLaurin, who I always like to bring up. He's very up and down. Like <laughs> it's very hard to bench him because he's had three games over 100 yards with multiple, like one or two touchdowns. The, then the other and, games are all poor. Yeah, yeah. And then they're very, you know, they're exactly like this. Even if you were a PPR guy, like full PPR, those games he does not get a lot of catches. I mean, three for 23 no. does not get it done, and it, it goes from like two and 22 to to seven and 123 in a touchdown. How I mean, wh- where where's your head at with McLaurin? Because I know you like the guy. I mean, it's just another one of those guys. You you just start him and you just hope you get the the bigger the bigger game. It's but you're not confident in it. I'm not confident in it week to week. And I think Heineke's such a such an up and down player too. I think that really drives this. Is he Heineke can be good some weeks, and then he then you see the other weeks, and you're like, okay, this is why this guy's a backup quarterback in the league. And this was one of those weeks, and I don't think it's going to just stay like that. Once Ryan Fitzpatrick hopefully comes back, we'll see if it changes. I don't even know if that'll change because Ryan Fitzpatrick's like that too. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's you know, true. it's just kind of the same deal. But all right, how about the, go to the final game here to talk about Saints Bucks? Saints win thirty six twenty seven, which was kind of surprising here. Saints are now five and two. Bucks are six and two. Uh, Jameis was injured in this one, and it doesn't look or sound good. Um, hearing the rumors of ACL MCL on Twitter. So it's not great. So with Jameis out, there was no Taysom Hill this week because of concussion. Trevor Simeon comes in and leads the saints to a win. It was 16 for 29 at 159 yards and touchdown. Alvin Kamara, 19 for 61 in a touchdown. He caught three balls for 15. Mark Ingram did play after being traded six for 27 on the ground. He actually caught two balls for 25 as well. Yeah, but that Jameis being out, I mean, really, so this is what's going to happen is Taysom Hill's the quarterback starting next week. That's in this changes a lot. Yeah, that is a what happens now? huge. We don't know. We don't know no, how this don't plays know. out for Alvin Kamara. I don't know. Uh, yeah, Alvin Kamara is a big one. You don't because no one was really yeah. catching the ball anyway. So yeah, there's nothing to talk hurt. about. Everyone yeah, it just doesn't hurt. <laughs> and then also, if you were holding on to. Uh, the QB waiting in the wings. Yeah. I mean, how do you, how, where does he rank for you starting game one? He's, he just becomes, he, I don't know exactly, but it feels like he's, 
I mean, I probably rank him week one. He's probably still, he's only in my top 20, but I can see the upside jumping up the top 15 upside right away with that running ability. Like it's going to, it's going to quickly jump up. If you, if we see it being used, like we did last year at times where, man, he, he's so interesting. He changes so much stuff here for fantasy. I believe just in general, just all of a sudden there's this another option. Jameis wasn't really a fantasy option. And if you get Taysom Hill running the ball, that I mean, he becomes so interesting. So interesting. Uh, yeah, it'd be I, if you're a team that's been streaming quarterback all year, I'd probably go get Taysom Hill and enroll with that one rather than go through like the Daniel Joneses and the Matt Ryans and, you know, the Sam Darnolds before and that level of player. If you've been doing that, oh, go get Taysom Hill. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I think he is, yeah. as far as the waiver goes and streaming options, he becomes very, very interesting. Do you think that Trevor Simeon, he's, you know, he's been around the league a little bit. Um, 16 for 29, 159 yards and a touchdown. You know, he played he played fine, especially coming yeah. off the bench. Does he get in the way of this QB situation? I don't think so. I really don't. I don't, I don't think either, so. But. I don't think there's any way. So Taysom Hill will be interesting for sure. Um, well, for the Buck side, we'll end this thing with Buck side of things. Brady was 28 of 40, four touchdowns off 375 yards, but he threw two picks, and one of them was pick six there in the end um, when they were down. What were they? I think it was uh, 27, 29, 27. They were only down two yeah. or one or two points, whatever. They were driving yeah. for the win, yeah. Yeah, they were just, and he throws a pick six. So that part sucked. Other than that, he was a, he had a good day. Leonard Fournette, this was disappointing if you were, had Leonard Fournette and you were starting to really enjoy what you were seeing from him. Only eight for 26 in this one, three catches for 17 yards. Chris Godwin was eight for 140 and a touchdown. Mike Evans, two for 48, but did catch a nice 41-yard touchdown. Let's see here. Uh, Gio Bernard caught a touchdown, and then the other touchdown went to Cyril Grayson. Okay. All right. Never heard of him. <laughs> All right. Never heard of the guy, but hey, there we go. And um, actually, Tyler Johnson, very interesting. Uh, five for sixty-five there. Not a not a bad outing, but that's, that's without no Antonio Brown. Wait till Antonio Brown comes back. In Gronk, he had I think one target in this one. So yeah, Just, it's good to see him back in the lineup. Yep. That's pretty much what. Well, it was, and then he left with back spasms. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see if that goes. <laughs> but all right, there we go. There's week eight in the books. Well, still two more games going on, but uh, Cowboys Vikings are currently locked up thirteen thirteen in the fourth. And that's the only other game that we have Monday night. But yeah, this has not been a very high scoring game today, which I thought it might be. But no Dak, I guess that does it to you. But all right, that'll do it. Week eight. We'll be back with waiver wire next for you. Talk to you then.